0: Welcome to Humanly, the podcast providing allied health and integrative medicine practitioners with the most up-to-date, evidence-based and clinically relevant information. This podcast is a melting pot of ideas on health and wellbeing and does not replace the advice of your primary healthcare professional. Here's your host, Daniel Reuters. Hello everybody and welcome to Humanly. My name's Daniel Reuters and today I'm joined by... Ishmael Fernandez. Ishmael is a PhD sports scientist and he's the co-founder of ThermoHuman. Ishmael, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's wonderful to have you here.
1: Thank you, Daniel. That's a a pleasure for me. Thank you very much.
0: Ishmael, the reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast is because I was in uh, clinical practice for many years and I was using thermal imaging as a part of my practice. And I found it to be really beneficial uh, for my clients, um, not only to identify areas of injury and dysfunction, um, but also to monitor how well my treatments were progressing. And I came across your software, Thermohuman, and I thought it was amazing the actual technology you developed and i got in contact with you and and um you know we've been in in contact for a number of years and i'm so excited to get you on and and get uh, the information about thermal imaging and and your software thermohuman out to the uh, clinicians in australia so would you be um, able to talk a little bit about your um, history and your experience and what led you to getting into thermal imaging
1: yes of course so um first of all i, I thank you uh, one I thank you one again because of this opportunity because um uh, we were talking before um about the the, the big challenge that we face uh, not just as a company but uh, behind, uh, as I always say, behind my my role of um, uh, co-founder or sales manager, whatever. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm a researcher, right? So my main uh, concern and challenge is to spread the word of this technology, because I, as I will mention, it has a lot of limitations, but it, it has also a lot of uh, advantages and and mainly potential in terms of applications for sports, but also uh, health clinicians and professionals. So uh, basically, just to sum up, as you mentioned, uh, my background is uh, sports science. Um, I finished my PhD on 2012, uh, and it was a PhD about thermography in sports. So actually, this project started um, in 2009, just in in the, in the core of the of my PhD with other colleagues uh, in the Faculty of Sport Science in in Madrid. So just to give you an an anecdote, it was uh, really funny because we were in in a master degree subject and the professor that was at the end our PhD advisor just uh, suggests that as a normal work of the subject to think about a technology that might solve the problem we had at that, at that stage that we were doing just like pilot uh, research, okay? And my colleague and also co-founder Pedro, Pedro Gomez Carmona, uh, at that stage he was testing some teenagers uh, with physical tests and he was troubled because they, they were always not uh, available because of theoretical uh, injuries. And we were not sure he were telling us, they were telling us the truth. So uh, Professor Sigero, our PhD advisor, uh, just spoke about uh, one technology he remembered that was used and still very used with horses to detect injuries. So... um, very very like uh, uh, children we we got the opportunity to 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 use a camera and we did the the master degree work for this subject and it could have finished there as an anecdote as another work in a master's degree, but at the moment we were uh writing the report because obviously we we tried the camera we saw very fancy things very interesting things in colors and very very nice they really key point where where we were using PubMed to do the research, so what has been done regarding injuries and thermography and then we discovered there was just 14 articles 14 papers published I don't know if you are related with this uh, uh, database that is PubMed but uh, yes, PubMed. You, you, <laughs> you might know and also the, the people that are listening to, to us That even if you are wrong and you are typing incorrectly a word, you have a lot of uh, results. And then at that point, we really noticed that there was something huge uh, because we saw in the practice the potential of the technology. And then we noticed that regarding research, there was nothing. Okay. Or almost nothing. And uh, that was the, the the point where we changed our minds. We had different research lines and then we focused on thermography for our PhD. We create a research group. And then from 2009, like uh, <laughs> young researchers until today, just yes, uh, 10 years after, uh, obviously we have published a lot of Articles from Research Academy Experience. So PhDs, uh, uh, we have published now 45 uh, research papers. And we created um, we set up a company, a startup, that was focused mainly in helping using this technology better. And was what was the main focus? Doing developing a software that helps professionals. In that stage, it was more. Uh, sports, but obviously with the time we saw the enormous potential also in other sectors and health sector is uh, with no doubt the most important one. Just to help professionals from health research and sports sector to use properly the the, the technology and to take advantage of the the beneficials the the, the benefits of it, and uh, that's why we created that. And uh, to be honest, the the, the the first years were mainly focused on doing research, validation, developing the software, getting patents and and, and obviously just uh, getting like the, the, the research base. But then uh, to be honest, the last six, five years have been quite active in terms of, of exploding uh, and, and, and selling the, the, the product worldwide not just in Spain and indeed I, I, I was in, in 2015 in Australia doing a research stay for just four months too short in Sunshine University uh, near to Brisbane and it was uh, also regarding uh, thermography but it was a very very <laughs> very nice experience so that's a uh, long story short Ten years of experience mixing academic and research experience, but also professional experience with with the company developing a software and nowadays we have customers in more than twenty five different countries uh, obviously we're mainly focused in in high performance so we have as a customer teams our institutions very recognized as Houston rockets in basketball um, Obviously, soccer teams in, in Europe like Paris Saint-Germain, Atletico de Madrid, uh, some federations, but a lot of universities as well, clinics and hospitals. So that's basically our story. And we are just in the beginning. <laughs> this kind of opportunity to, to spread the word and speaking about demography is much appreciated. So thank you once again, Daniel, for this opportunity.
0: Not a problem at all. I actually found um, thermography a very or incredibly useful tool in my clinic because when clients come in to see you in clinic and they say, I'm in pain, um, it's very hard to understand what they mean by their pain and where their pain is and how much pain they have. And the thermal imaging is so effective because you can actually visualize their pain. So, um, before we sort of get into that, there are possibly some people listening who may not know much about thermal imaging. So, are you able to explain a little bit about what thermal imaging actually is?
1: Of course, that is essential. If we want to spread the word, firstly, we should mention what is it. So, Thermography is a technology that allows us to measure in a non-invasive way, just taking a picture, skin temperature. And it consists on a camera, a very normal device, that represents the temperature in colors. So probably the people that don't know thermography might have seen some colorful images Okay, that are representing temperature and mainly now with the pandemic, this technology uh, rings a bell because it's something that is used in airports and some um, uh, entrance uh, or access control just to to check out the temperature in the face. Okay, so actually we are using this technology that is not new. It has been used for decades, uh, maybe after the Second World War. In sectors like construction industry uh, for different purposes. It is true that in the early 60s and 70s, it was mainly used in health and medicine as a diagnostic tool. Uh, But sadly, during the 70s and 80s, it was shown, after mainly focusing, for example, in breast cancer application, that it was not enough sensitive, uh, uh, sorry, specific to diagnose uh, breast cancer. And uh, because of that issue, um, obviously the, there was a drop on, on the use of this technology. There was a, a dramatic drop in, in research publications. And uh, something more important than that, the reputation of the technology uh, obviously was uh, very low. So it's still today when we ask there is anyone that known uh, that knows technology of thermography in a normal presentation. You always have people that know thermography because the the last applications in the last let's say twenty years. But there is still some uh, mainly doctors that know thermography as this old device that was not enough accurate to diagnose, and that's why is so important to to focus on uh, firstly this is as I mentioned a way to measure temperature in a non-invasive way just to get objective data about temperature but we don't use that as a diagnostic tool standalone so it is true that we mainly use that for prevention we use that obviously to follow up injuries and it is true as well that we use that for support the diagnosis, but we don't aim just by taking one picture to let someone knows that he has, for example, I don't know, a muscle strain or ACL uh, injury or what might be obviously more important like mm, cancer, okay? So I think that is very important to mention do- those points, a technology that is very uh, user friendly because it's very intuitive to take pictures and know the temperature of of the person in the different regions in a very colorful way, but not enough um, uh, specific to do diagnosis.
0: So you were mentioning uh, the importance of thermography for the prevention of uh, injuries so Um, Just earlier I was mentioning about the um, sort of identification uh, or visualization of areas of pain or inflammation, but I think probably starting at that uh, discussion point of actually preventing injuries is really um, interesting and, and very important, and I... Found uh, your software a couple of years ago, and I noticed that you were working with some sports teams, and basically imaging the players or the teams, and you were able to, through um, the thermal imaging, actually uh, provide some indication as to whether or not a player might be at risk of an injury. So. How can you tell whether someone is at risk of an injury just by looking at thermography or the, or the heat signature?
1: So it, that's a very interesting question. And um, it, it's all based on the principle of homeostasis. Okay, this principle, uh, just to sum up, is a principle that speaks about the balance. And speaking about temperature, it said that our body should be in a thermal balance. That means that we should not be considered as an absolutely symmetrical um, unit, okay? But it's true that uh, our body or the different regions in our our body should have a balanced temperature. So that means that, speaking about Celsius degrees, our right knee should be more or less or has the same temperature as the left one, okay? So based on that principle, what we do is basically to take an image of the player, of the patient, and process that with the software, identifying the different regions of interest. We are speaking about joints, muscle groups, uh, different areas, extracting the the data, and comparing side to side. So uh, we are looking for asymmetries, and we understand that everything below 0.3 Celsius degree might be considered as normal. But above this threshold, we create different alarms to identify areas that might be, let's say, not in a good balance. And these asymmetries might be related with different risk. So, for example, overloads, inhibition, inflammation, and other problems. As I mentioned before, when we discover those alarms, we can't diagnose, but we discover, even before the patient or the player notice that, that there is something that is going on. And uh, normally those imbalances might have a relationship or might be related to uh, uh, immune system problems, uh, obviously vascular issues, muscle. Nerves. So, a different approach that we have the information there, and just with the camera, we just can take this information to make a better interpretation of what is going on with the patient, or in that case, with the player. And the idea is just to take an image, process that right away with the software in real time, and get this information. So, we can obviously, if it's necessary in the case of a player, Reduce the training load or make an intervention, and when we are speaking about uh, a clinician, uh, just a, a normal patient, we can taking in consideration this information to make a better assessment and maybe adapt the the treatment or the diagnosis. That's the idea behind.
0: And I'm sure that the sports teams probably love your work because no doubt when you're dealing with sports teams that are uh, professionals, the first division um, and even like second and third division teams, when a player gets injured, um, it not only means that the team might not win as many games if their star player gets injured, but also it costs a lot of money to actually rehabilitate a player once they're injured. So the, technology that you're using is uh, probably very attractive to these sports teams because they're actually going to be able to reduce the downtime um, uh, of players off the field recovering because you can prevent the injury.
1: Exactly. So it is very funny (laughs) because we might think the opposite, but uh, nowadays if we are speaking about High performance. Uh, obviously, we have better technologies, we have better methodologies, but injuries are not decreasing. No, the the opposite. It, they are increasing. So, for example, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Guardiola, that's the the, the trainer, the coach uh, of a Manchester City soccer team, complained about how the the injury rate is increasing and it was uh, confirmed that it was nowadays in the Premier League 42% higher than last year in the same period and we might think that this is because of the the pandemic and the lockdown but it's not true if we compare the season of 2018 and 2019 also in the Premier League it was a 15% more so injuries are, are a big problem obviously because of a performance uh, decrease, a health issue, obviously, for the player. But also there's a big, big concern regarding economic impact because it it has been measured and estimated that every single injury costs half a million euros for those institutions. But it is not just a problem of high performance. If we think about ourselves, when we got injured, Regardless of if we are a high-performance athlete or not, obviously our health is concern and damage our performance as well, even if we are amateurs. But also our capabilities and our economic because it costs time, it costs money. And if we are speaking about companies, like um, for example, we we are working with Airbus or with companies that also has. Uh, have uh, similar injury rate incidents among workers, employees, that because of injuries that they might have an overload um, task, they're not working because of that. So at the end of the day, uh, injuries are a big problem, not just in high performance, and not just um, thinking about performance or health is also an economic uh, consequence. And that's why, as I told you before, uh, we we come from the sports sector, but our uh, application and the technology is uh, even more used in 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 the let's say in the health sector and with the, the general public, not just with high performance, uh, performance athletes.
0: So when you take a image of a person who's got um, an asymmetry, you call it, um, in their heat signature, and you identify that there may be a potential there for an injury risk. Um, what's the next step after that? Is it, uh, do you have like a separate person that um, does the thermal imaging and then they refer to the sports doctor who then provides a, an intervention um, or maybe like the physio? therapist of the team who's going to provide strengthening or conditioning exercises to that player is that sort of how thermal imaging would tie in um, to that process
1: so to be honest uh, we are offering we were mentioning that we develop a software but uh, another service we provide that is a key factor is education training okay because nowadays uh our customers, people that are working with thermography, they have different backgrounds, they have different approaches. We're speaking about strength and conditioning, personal trainers, but we have obviously physiotherapists, podiatrists, nutritionists, medical doctors, even people from out of, of the health sector. So the idea is that, as I mentioned, with education and with the software, we help professionals regardless of their background to get access to important information regarding the patient or player, easy, fast, in, a, in an objective way. Why? Because at the end of the day, the idea is when we detect those symmetries. firstly, this information is objective. It's not just a qualitative or um, um, let's say subjective interpretation. That's something that is a fact. So for let's speak about, I don't know, one de- one Celsius degree asymmetry on 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 the knee, so this information is objective, is fast, okay to get, and obviously the professional should share that with other uh, professionals, let's say in a team, or itself like you yourself in your clinic. You get this information in order to, in addition and in combination with other technologies and assessment tests, to confirm your idea, hypothesis, assessment, or even to just guide your diagnosis in order to make an intervention. Okay, so at the end of the day, thermography is just helping professionals to get objective data about something that normally is difficult to get. At the end of the day, we are measuring temperature and temperature is related with physiological status in inner loads. Uh, metabolism okay and normally this information is based on uh, subjective uh, um, uh, facts okay what how the the person feels how is their perception of 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 pain or um, recovery and because of this uh, information you can get through your let's say intervention easier in a more objective way so let's uh, speak about this asymmetry on the on the knee, so the intervention might be to explore that with another test, or to reduce the load, or to in knowing that there is an inflammation to make a treatment just to cool down this knee, for example. Okay, so that's the idea behind the the whole uh, technology, just to help professionals to do better their job. That's the idea.
0: And it certainly helped me in my clinic because it helps to identify other, say someone comes in with a knee injury, we can image the knee with a thermal imaging camera and we can see where the area of inflammation is and it helped me in my clinic to direct or target the area exactly where the inflammation was. But the other great thing was I could start to pick up other areas on their body which I hadn't identified previously. So it helped me to actually um, treat them more holistically, which was a a really wonderful thing to do. And I also found that my patients were, when I first started using the thermal imaging um, cameras in my clinic, patients were so fascinated by the process of actually being able to image their leg or their arm or wherever the injury was and um, image the other arm and compare the two sides of the body. And and I could show them where the dysfunction was, um, obviously with using other uh, methods of assessment as well. Um, But they loved it. They absolutely loved being able to see where the problem was and i used that for a number of years and it it worked quite well and then i came across your software thermohuman and it just took what i was doing to the next level because i don't know how you've done it <laughs> and it must have taken you a long time and a lot of hard work but you've actually developed this software that you upload the thermal image into the computer, into the software, and then your software analyzes the image and it gives you this amazing report and it actually shows you where the asymmetries are and what the temperature changes are. And it's a really comprehensive piece of software. So, are you able to talk a little bit more about the Thermo Human software and how you developed it? Uh, because it really is quite amazing.
1: So, thank you for that, uh, Daniel. But it's true, just Remember, and that's a, a good uh, point, that um, with thermography we have two different methods to use. As you mentioned, the first method is obviously taking a look of the colours. So what we call the qualitative method is based on something that is very intuitive. <laughs> we don't need a PhD to understand a, a, a thermogram, a thermal image. So normally with a rainbow scale you can see that what is red is warmer and what is blue or green is colder. (laughs) And that's very, very intuitive and that is great because you can show your athlete, your patient something and they are going to understand right away. But but the main problem of using just this is that the scale might be changed and then your interpretation could be different based on your experience and the color scale. And that is a big problem, but on the other hand, thermography allows us to do a secondary method, to use another method based on the numbers, because behind those colors, we have, let's imagine an Excel file where every single pixel contains a metric, so a temperature data. And those data are not changing because of the colors. And that is exactly what allows us to make a quantitative method and to get objective results. And uh, obviously, if we want to use both methods, the second method should be used through a software. And normally, and we did it at the beginning, the software that is provided by, by the camera producer is a software that might be used manually. So let's think once again about a knee problem. I should take the image. I should put the image in my computer and I should draw myself. Uh, let's say imagine a, a circle or a, or a box. Okay. Exactly in the knee and in the other knee in order to get those metrics. So it's a manual process that is very time consuming and obviously is not very reliable. So we really saw from the beginning the necessity of creating a software that was automatic. And that is exactly what we did. At the beginning, it was very hard because there is nothing done with automatic algorithms. So machine learning algorithms analyzing thermal imaging. So there are a lot of softwares working with real images, but not thermal. And that's uh, what could explain why we really it took it took us so many years to develop the base of our core technology. Okay, so thanks to our engineers, uh, and uh, actually the idea was just to make this process, as I told you, faster. So one image is analyzed in around five seconds. Okay, and obviously more reliable, and that's why we have uh, the software has been validated in several moments and uh, recently there there was a paper validating our software uh, last uh, summer. Okay. And uh, actually what the software does is you take this image that you take from from your patient, your player. Okay. And you process that automatically. So you get the image segmented with the different recognition of the different body areas. And Automatically, you get an avatar that is showing you which areas are significantly, let's say, say in a not good balance with this uh, risk classification Okay, with different colors. So it's very uh, intuitive and uh, very easy to understand when you see the image, the thermal image, and then you see the report with the avatar, what is really relevant. Uh, uh, because sometimes you focus, for example, as you mentioned, you are treating someone with an ACL injury, uh, and you focus on the knee, and the knee is going to be obviously warmer. But then you process that on the software, and the software tells you that there are some compensation in the healthy ankle, and for example, the the hamstring and quadriceps uh, region are are colder in the injured. A leg because of inhibition. Yeah. So, that is exactly what we do with the software to add value to the image, adding also more reliable results in a very intuitive way. So, patient and professional can understand, and obviously, in the case of the professional, can adapt the treatment, adapt the intervention, and uh, improve the results and, and the follow up or, or the diagnosis support.
0: So there's probably a few people listening now who are interested in incorporating thermal imaging into their clinics, but it's not just as straightforward as going out and getting any old thermal imaging camera and and starting to... um, take images is it because you need a certain type of camera it needs to have a certain type of sensitivity and then there's a lot of other things that we need to think about as well uh, to make the environment right to take the thermal image and we also need to make sure that the client is doing things before we take the thermal image to make sure that we're getting an accurate um accurate information and an accurate image that we can then put into the software right so there's a number of things that need to be considered can you sort of talk around some of those considerations
1: yes of course because probably a lot of people uh, listening to us say okay how it how it is possible that i didn't heard about thermography before right and um I like to be very honest with that. Obviously, we are running a company, we are selling thermography, but as I told you, at the end of the day, we are researchers. And we know very well the limitations of this technology. And the main limitations of thermography is that we are measuring skin and skin temperature is influenced by a lot of different factors. Okay. And that is exactly what makes difficult and confusing to analyze and make a correct interpretation of results. But the good news are, if we are doing, um, uh, if we are using properly the, 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 the let's say the, the technology and we are using a proper method and a software, the results might be, let's say, clean, okay? And therefore the, the outcomes might be really worthy. Which are those requirements, as you mentioned, to use a proper camera? Because nowadays on the market you can find thermal cameras from four hundred dollars until more than forty thousand dollars. Okay, so just imagine about the range of the different quality and and, and in that that case the features. So we need at least a, a resolution sensitivity in the camera enough. to to make a good use of that and then as I told you before it is necessary to have a control uh, location so normally a clinic is perfect because the patient arrives and there is some acclimation time just to if outside is cold or warm the the, the person is just uh, getting in a baseline so that's important we obviously we need to check some interesting information regarding influence factors. Just imagine that someone has used some ice or some um, uh, uh, on, on the skin before, or the, uh, he he was just on the beach taking some some bathing before taking the the <clears throat> the image. Those factors must be not controlled because we can't control everything. But at least we should check out. If there is something that should be significant. And then, if we use a proper camera, we make the proper questions, we let the person wait for, let's say, 10 minutes. Okay. Then, what is going to be important is to use um, a symmetry method. And that is exactly what we do with the software. Why? Because, as, as I told you, we are mainly focusing on asymmetries because the absolute value, so, if it's 30 degrees, 35, or 28 Celsius degree, is not as important as comparing one side to the other side, so the left side to the right side. Why? Because there's a lot of factors that make that the absolute temperature m- modifies itself, it's increase or decrease. So just the, the time of the day, uh, if we are uh, analyzing a woman or a man, if we are analyzing someone that is young or someone that is old, the temperature, absolute value, is going to be different in a lot of different contexts. But normally, all those factors affecting are just affecting both sides at the same time. So uh, I give you an example. Uh, obviously, I, I told you it's not the same making the assessment 8 o'clock in the morning that making that 4 o'clock in the evening. But when I take in the picture in 8 o'clock in the morning, it's supposed to be Eight o'clock in the morning for my right shoulder and also for my left shoulder. Okay. So actually, we focus on that. And uh, with this requirement so, a good camera, a brief protocol, and a good method and software you can get really good outcomes. Yeah. And that is exactly what we try to, to teach and how to use that, because then, it's, um, since the technology is so easy to understand, it's also very easy to think that it's just, okay, it's a matter of colors, and you take the picture whenever you want, <laughs> and uh, it's very easy. If it's uh, red, it's warm, and if it's cold, it's, it's, uh, it's cold, and uh, that's all. And then, suddenly, you understand that maybe one day you don't get the the, the the results you were expecting and then you think the technology is not good and then uh, normally what happens is that you are not doing the proper uh, protocol and maybe you don't know enough the technology because we didn't mention but not all problems are warmer it might be also colder and that's something that is tricky but it uh, it doesn't mean that uh, it's not working thermography. It means that our body reacts different differently depending on the tissue that is damaged, for example. And for that, as I mentioned, it's important to have clear which is the, the let's say, the minimal requirements in terms of protocol, and also to have a brief introduction and training to understand mainly or basically the results we're going to get.
0: And that's one thing that many people may not think about is, yes, we we think with um, thermal imaging that we're looking for spots or areas of heat or um, inflammation, but sometimes there are conditions where there's reduced blood flow to an area. So we actually might be looking for areas that are colder. And that can also be uh, really important information to have. So how do clinicians learn about this and reading um, thermal images? Do you provide any training uh, through uh, your company, Thermohuman?
1: Yes, we do. And uh, we try to do it in different languages. Obviously, we are forced <laughs> now to do it online um because um uh, we really like the face to face and presential training but uh, our company as i mentioned is uh, worldwide and um we are providing um different ways of training but basically what we try to do is just to give the 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 theory so the basic concepts about thermography thermal regulation patterns and then to give another section of application okay mostly focus on cases different cases for the different applications combination with other technologies and a practical training so these three sections is what we uh, offer okay to the to the different professionals and we have individualized training we are going to launch for uh, next year um the first online training for a group that we have recently done and organize for uh, Spanish speakers, and we are going to organize that for for English speakers. Okay, and uh, we really push to offer the most updated results because obviously nowadays we know uh, we know about thermography. We have very good results, but still from year to year there are new uh, outcomes, new papers, new evidence. Coming out, and we try to keep uh, our results or training up to date. And basically, what we, as I mentioned before, our main uh, concern regarding training is to offer professionals the basic tools, uh, not to do <laughs> uh, mistakes with the uh, with with the technology. So basically, to to understand and learn how to use the technology in a proper way and what they should not do uh, in order not to get the the normal mistakes that a lot of people have done um, in history regarding thermography. And I'm mainly speaking about, uh, uh, for example, this diagnosis um, application uh, that is uh, very common in, in some sectors. And we want to avoid that because we really think that the reputation of thermography Depends on, on the professionals and how professionals should use and how professionals should understand the limitations, but also how they should uh, take a profit on, on on this technology and use it properly for, for patients and, and themselves.
0: So if there are clinicians listening that are interested in bringing in thermal imaging into their clinic and they want to get access to some training or they want to find out more about your amazing software. And I mean, when I um, had access to this uh, software in my clinic, I thought it was wonderful and the patients absolutely loved it. So, you know, I can um, highly recommend it. But, yeah, as I was saying, if there are clinicians who want to do some training or they want to find out more about thermohuman how do they go about getting access to that is there a website that they can go to or um, are there some scientific papers that they can um, read maybe some of your research
1: yes of course uh, so they can access to our website as is thermohumancom uh, they can get directly in contact with us or directly with me okay uh, I will I will be very happy to answer any questions or any any doubts about this technology because it's, it's, it's normal to get a lot of even skeptical feelings about that uh, I'm the first <laughs> I'm the first one uh, that is very self-critic with this technology and they can get it cut through the websites also in the website uh, you will find infographics news and also research okay some papers and um, that we can uh, Share uh, with no doubt, okay. And as I mentioned, uh, we are preparing a, an online training in English for probably January, okay, as so after New Year. Um, and that's um, so. That's all. Obviously, I. I. You can also contact me personally through through uh, uh, mail or through through social networks. Uh, because as as I mentioned, we we are really focused and concerned about spreading the word and uh, speaking about how thermography can help and which are the limitations and the the the, the good practice uh, for for that
0: so just moving into the final uh, stages of our discussion today Ismail. Is there anything or any uh points, important points or any final messages that you would like to um, leave our listeners with?
1: Yes, so it's important to understand that um uh for example your case uh Daniel uh so so far I, I was I, I told you that I was in two thousand and fifteen in Australia. Um and nowadays I think there are there are just a few people probably using thermography in Australia uh, from the health sector. So I understand that uh, if, uh, as I, I as I can imagine, most of the people that are listening uh, are from Australia, uh, the fact that this technology is not very well known and it's not very used in, in the country might be a point of for some of them like. Uh, a risky point because it's like some technology that is maybe very attractive and no one is using that okay and uh, for those people that are thinking that uh, my message is very clear is that um, yet it's true is something that is let's say now explore exploding in in terms of research and in terms also of applica- of application and we can see that uh, or Company is experiencing uh, a significant, uh, let's say, increase in sales and um, everywhere in the world. Okay, so it's something that is step by step getting more known, but it's still, still uh, kind of uh, um, early stage uh, technology. Okay, so for those people that are thinking about um, or like to use innovative technologies to improve their work in terms of assessment and and help people and, and, and patients to, to to get a better service and a better treatment, I really recommend you to at least take a look of the technology because um, my feeling is that, um, and it's my opinion, obviously, is that thermography is uh, probably the technology that in 10 years, five years, uh, will be absolutely everywhere. Um, taking an example of high performance is the same thing as, for example, GPS 10 years ago. No, no one was using GPS, almost no one, no one. And for example, an Australian company as Catapult knows very well <laughs> that because uh, now almost every single high-performance team in the world in the different disciplines are using GPS in a daily basis and maybe if we speak about uh, health sector it might be the same thing as ultrasound okay or laser laser therapy okay that 10, 15 years ago there was not a lot but now almost everyone is at least they know that and thermography i think is right in the way of getting so popular and uh and for me for example i'm always say that there is no doubt that maybe the iphone 15 so in a in a couple of years or f- five years they will bring a thermal camera and then this technology will be just in our phones and um, maybe now it seems to be very uh, soon but probably in the future that will be something that is everywhere and the opportunity right now for those practitioners and professionals is at least to get to know at least to be aware of the existence of such a technology and uh, obviously to know their limitations and how it might help them to make a a better job and that's all that's my my final message and obviously for that uh, if we can help you somehow to Uh, understand to learn more about that that's our our task our commitment is to try to to spread this word and then obviously if if they want to work with our software that would be fantastic but really my main concern is to to speak about that to let professionals know uh, how this technology might help them to make a better job
0: and i would Really encourage people to actually go to your website, which is thermohuman.com, and actually look at the visuals, yeah? Because over a podcast, it's very difficult to describe um, what the software actually looks like and how beneficial it actually is. So yeah, if people go to that website and they can see the images, they can see what the software Um, does, how it operates, what it looks like. Um, It looks great. It's very visually appealing. I think you've done a a great job there. And you can print the reports off for your clients and the the clients, um, they love it. They love to be able to see where the issues are in their body and um, what things they need to work on. Um, And they can see the improvements over time. So I, I do encourage people to uh look at that but yeah also um you know i encourage people to get in contact with you if they're even considering using thermal imaging and as you said you'd be more than happy to uh help them out so ismail thank you so much for coming on today i really appreciate you being here and um i'm really glad that i can help you spread the word about thermal imaging because i think it's a great technology and i think the software that you've developed is um truly groundbreaking and um yeah i i hope that um it just continues to grow and grow for you
1: thank you daniel it is i don't know if you can feel that but i (laughs) i i'm really passionate uh by this technology because i really believe that uh it is something that is barely uh, used, and the potential uh, that we have seen constantly in the ten plus years, with evidence, with results, with experience, is something that you you want to share with the rest of the people, and that's why I really thank you for this opportunity, and I hope my message uh, was enough clear, and and once again, uh, it was my pleasure.
0: Thank you so much, Ismail, and yeah i'll stay in contact with you and um i'm looking forward to the training that comes out in january and yeah once it's out please let me know and um yeah i'd be happy to share that uh with the uh, audience as well
1: i will thank you very much
0: Daniel. you're very welcome thank you thanks for tuning in we hope you enjoyed the show if you have any questions or comments, head on over to humanly.com podcast and join the discussion. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and become part of our growing community of like-minded health professionals. Until next time.